Welcome to Making Waves. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, People judge by what is on the outside, but the Lord looks at the heart. The title of today's episode is Judge Not, and I'm excited to have guest Michelle McCauley with me today, where we're going to break this down a little bit. So welcome, Michelle, to Making Waves. I am so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to this. So before we dig into this, will you just tell me a little bit about, you You do a lot, so I know you're in ministry, so talk a little bit about that as well. Okay. Well, my husband is a pastor, and we pastor a church in Delano, Tennessee. It's a, a little tiny town that there's not even a red light, <laughs> so um, we we pastor there. I'm also also an owner of a salon in Cleveland. Um, I have two wonderful children and three grandbabies that keep me very, very busy. Yes, and I can give all kudos to Michelle. I She does my hair. Um, I've been going there for a, a few times now, and you are very talented at what you do. But what I really love about when I come into your salon is you also have a little boutique. So tell us a little bit about what that's all about and what you do. Oh, that's one of my favorite things I love I love shopping my husband says I can shop in a gas station <laughs> so I love shopping but what I do with the the boutique clothes is I shop everywhere every every city we go into I find thrift stores um like and I love yard sales thrift stores and I find outfits and I create them we put them together um and for ladies to come in and purchase. But the amazing thing about it is is that what we use the money for is for women who are in programs. Um, one of them is Women at the Well. And we work a lot with them to help women who are broken, um, who need things or whatever. And they come in and they also get to transition a lot of times after they get through the program in with me. And a lot of times people will not have them come work for them because they're either felons or whatever. But they all need a chance. Absolutely. And so they come in one way, and we get them all bougied up, and, <laughs> and they leave the other. But And also shows ladies like how they can – sometimes women come from such broken places. They don't have the money mm-hmm. to go and shop and find things. So we teach them how you can look you know, attractive and feel very confident in what you have on on a budget. That's wonderful. And I've got mm-hmm. – I've been able to be there and witness this myself when I've been there. And – it's just an incredible, I mean, every person that walks through the door there, they're made to feel special. I mean, that's, as an observer, I watch this, and it's a true, besides co-pastoring a church yes. with your husband, I mean, you have a true ministry yes. there at your salon. Tell everybody, what's the name of your salon? Vendima Girl Salon. What does that mean? Vintage in Portuguese. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's in Cleveland, Cleveland Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee, yes. Okay. Well, I am, again, so thankful that you are here, and what I want to talk about today is this whole idea of judgment, and, you know, there are going to be people that are listening today that they may attend church, they Mm -hmm. may not go to church, and I believe there will be some people that do not go to church because they have felt themselves judged when they've went. I know my own children, um, just in what they experienced growing up, Mm -hmm. they felt 
Like they didn't want to ever be a part of church right. because it was so um, hypocritical. Yes. You know, it's one way here. We 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 demonstrate this on the mm-hmm. outside, but we live totally different on the inside, and and have they themselves have felt judged. So I think it's a big subject. Before I dig into that part of it, would you walk us through some of the bigger trials that you have faced in your life? Yes. Well, how much time do we have with this? <laughs> um, well, some some of the biggest things that, that we have walked through is um, we have, of course, I've been married to my husband for almost 37 years now in June. Wow. And we have, he says, we've been up, down, sideways, every which way we can in marriage um, but um, we have been through the loss of a business. We went through losing literally everything we had. One day we had everything, and the next day we were like in a borrowed car. So we have been through that. We have been through um, an affair that was literally devastating. Um, it was with someone that I had mentored and poured my whole life into, and um, we went through that, and that was very devastating. Um, we have been through um, our uh, children as they became adults. I mean, we were had it pretty easy when they were teenagers. They were typical teenagers, but when they became adults, um, went through a lot of things with them. I went through um, my daughter and, and her husband separated, and we went through that. And thank you, Jesus, they're restored, and mm-hmm. God has restored them. But um, that was devastating because I had two grandchildren at the time, and and we went through walking them through that, and that was hard. And then my son, we've been through him. He has suffered with PTSD, mm-hmm. suicidal odysseys, um, suffered with that from trauma that it, that happened early on. And then just some things as we walked him through that, that he watched the church, how they judged judged how he walked through some things or how they thought we should have handled it. And that was very devastating, which wound up causing a church split. Mm. So um, it was all like within a period of, you know, with this situation, probably five years, and it was like one thing after the other. And then we walked through that, which was terribly, terribly disappointing and hard. And then that led on set to my husband dealing with PTSD and depression afterwards, which was traumatic for me because he had always been so strong Mm -hmm. and so, you know, the one that I always leaned on. So... I could go on and on, but that's just some of the major things that we have. So you have lived some life, and you have experienced all sorts of adversity. Yes. And just so the when you dealt with the affair, how how long ago was that? Trying to count. I think it was about fifteen years ago. And so you've dealt with betrayal within your within your home, but then betrayal even with people like the with what happened with your son. Oh yeah. And that's been within five years. And what about that caused a church split? It was just a lot of things that happened that that the choices some of the choices that he made and some of the things that happened and you know, understandably people were upset, but then people that had nothing to do with the situation were, you know, involved in judging. And it was very hard, very, very, very devastating to us because it was the people that we thought, you know, that had our back that would walk us through that just left. And it was too dirty for them. They didn't want to deal with it. Wow. That is a lot. And your son, how has that affected him like now spiritually and his idea, you know, with God and his relationship with God? Well, he went through um, 
it's been about seven, probably about seven years of him being a prodigal, probably but about five or six. I can't, I'm, I'm, the dates are kind of getting mixed up, but around seven years, I would say we have walked through that with him. He was fine with how at, at the time with what they thought of him because he's like, I deserved, you know, people thinking things or whatever he said, but how they treated you and dad, you know, mm. and the way I watched them treat you and dad is what was devastating for him. Mm. He took full responsibility for his actions, but he was that was devastating. So he literally had wanted nothing to do with the church yeah. at, at all. And it's only been within the past two months, and we have been praying and <sighs> believing God. And um, I mean, he's just went through a lot, a lot of a lot of traumatic things, and um, with his mental mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's probably been with only the past two months that God has, we have seen God literally snatch him out. Mm. I mean, snatch him out. It's been like an amazing thing to watch. And I still am sitting back thinking, is this really real? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so um, the Lord is restoring his relationship with him. And um, it's been amazing to watch. It's going to be really exciting to watch the impact this is going to have on other people that have walked through similar things. Yes, it's yes. going to be amazing. It is. I mean, it gives me chill bumps right yes. now just thinking. He's doing a blog right it. now on it and it's 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 been amazing. It's it's healing for him, but so many people that have dealt with mental illness and and just mental health and breakdowns and PTSD have reached out and and I just think it's amazing how the Lord is going to use this as a platform. Yes. Because doesn't waste anything. No, he does not. He wastes nothing. nothing. Which makes me, th- I, I keep going back to it, when I think about what you do in your boutique, yes. um, when I think about you going and taking discarded things, yes. oh my gosh, my hair just stands up on my head, and you repurpose it and make it something beautiful and artistic, a masterpiece. And isn't that what God does yes. for us? And he takes those things where where some of us have been discarded, whether it be from our own decisions, whether it be from something that was completely out of yes. our control, but where those pieces have been torn and ripped and dirty. Yes. And he takes those things and he repurposes and he makes it beautiful um, and we'll not waste a piece of it, and we'll even widen the kingdom yes. by doing it. So I just, I just think it's, it's just amazing, and what he's doing in, doing in your kids as well. What would you say was the turning point in your marriage where you guys started turning a corner f- in being able to heal from the betrayal that happened in your marriage? Well, I, I think a lot of times our situation. Is really no different than a lot of people. The only difference is, is when you're in ministry, sometimes you live in glass houses. Yep. And so I think, um, you know, sometimes if you're not in a in a public place, you can heal differently. Where we had to heal, try to heal publicly yes. while others were judging. Um, I think the turning point for us, and we, you know, you, you want to keep things like where it's not like all the way open because the enemy will tell you, well, if you tell all of this, then you're really going to lose all your church or you're going to lose the people that are looking to you because, you know, you're their their spiritual help. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, for us, we were afraid to be transparent. We were afraid to be real mm-hmm. and say, we have issues too, you know. And I think the turning point for us is when we – became real when we became transparent and we became just open and just said 
we're not okay. Like we need help, and we begin to seek godly counsel, mm-hmm. and we begin to seek, um, you know, outside of, of godly counsel, um, Christian counselors and therapy. And um, I remember my husband saying, like, the hardest thing that he ever had to do was to walk in the VA and say, I'm not okay. Mm. Like, I need help. And he said it was the hardest thing he ever had to do because he was always the strong, yeah. you know, and he's just a manly man. And and he said, you know, it's very humbling, but it was also very freeing mm-hmm. as well. And um, And seeking just, you know therapy and sometimes it could be you may need a third party where you may need a doctor for a a, a time yeah you know you may need to get a little bit of help and it's okay you know and i think that we need to share with people and let them know it's okay to not be okay for a season and don't you like when when back to that when you said that when you became real about it you know the bible says the truth will set us free right and i think that when we are okay with being honest and transparent yes. and real about our situations. It's almost like we have completely taken all the power that yes. Satan has away because yes. I think so often our secrets yes. where we feel we have to keep something a secret. And I'm not saying we go and air yeah, all yeah. of our details right. to the public or to the church yes. or whatever, but when we are when we are authentic about what it is we are, what when you like you said, when we admit it's you know, and help other people see that it's okay to not be okay, it's it's like we are bringing something out of that darkness and right. into His yes. marvelous light, yes. and it's like the the enemy doesn't have any power right. over us anymore. Right. So I think that is so key, and to so many people that are listening today, um, and it's such a trick of the enemy to get us to, you know, if they know this about you, then they're never going to look at you right. the same, yes. or you know, you won't be able to hold that position anymore, and mm-hmm. and all of these lies. When really, when we're honest about it, then there is no more power that's yes. held over us anymore. It's true. And I remember, um, if I can share this story, yes. I remember um, when um, the morning that I, t- I, I I went in and I told my husband, I said, babe, I really feel like, because we had just only shared the affair with our close, uh, our pastors, and there was only just a couple of people who, who knew anything about it. And I remember when I went to, um, my husband said, I really feel like we need to talk about this. We need to share because it was literally like every day you're the enemy like says, oh, they're going to find out. They're going to mm-hmm. find out the church. You're not going to have the church. You're not going to, you know, whatever. And I was just tired of it. I was like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the enemy is a liar and I'm going to stand up to him. And so he called our pastor and I remember our pastors. He said, he said, my husband said, pastor, we're going to share. We're going to tell our story. And pastor was like, oh, my goodness. I'm going to pray. Mm. <laughs> and so, of course, I was like, oh, gosh, I, you know, that made me feel even more like Ugh, shaky. But um, I remember standing and when we told and we literally had our bags packed because we were going to just go to Pigeon Forge right after we had talked about it, just because we thought, well, we might not have a church when we get back. So, you know, we're just going to leave the city for a, a day or two. Mm-hmm. So I remember we had our bags packed and and we had told our, our kids, of course, they were adults, you know, after we said we were going to tell them. Our kids walked through that with us. Our, our youngest son was too little to remember, but our daughter mm-hmm. remembers the devastation of it. But we didn't want to embarrass them publicly and talk about it, but they were fine. And uh, so we stood and we told, and and I'm not saying this about anything about me, 
but I'm saying about how good God is, is I remember standing telling that, and the lady um, after church, we were in Pigeon Forest, it was a few hours later, and I, the, our phone started ringing, and I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I was kind of afraid to answer the phone, and I answered the phone, and she was crying so hard I could hardly understand her. And she said, oh my gosh, God set me free today, He set me free, because she had went through a horrific divorce. Mm. And had remarried, but always thought it was something she did that caused the affair. And she said, when you were standing there and when you were talking about the affair and I and I seen you, and, and then I was like, well, it's not about that. It was about that spirit. Yes. And so, like, it set her free. Wow. And so, and we had so many people, like, then they begin to share, well, we're dealing with this in our marriage yeah. or we're dealing with this. And what we thought would destroy us has wound up being the biggest platform now that we use that is incredible. What a testimony. And to anybody listening today, and, and, it, and so often, it's that thing that we are most ashamed of, that thing that we work so hard to make sure no one finds out is the place where God has the greatest yes. ministry for us, you yes. know, because, and, and in the telling of it, you know, being able to really open up the chain, the the prison doors yes. for other people. So that is, is just beautiful. So that sort of leads us to kind of today, can you talk about some of the obstacles or backlash that you have to navigate through even currently as far as it relates to judgment, things like that. Oh, yes. Um, well, you know, people can be so superficial. And so when you walk into a room, they can look at you and be like, you've never walked through anything. You don't have a clue about anything. But um, people just, I mean, they tend to to judge you based on how you look, what you wear, where you live. I mean, whatever. People just judge for all sorts of reasons and all sorts of things. But until you really know what that person has walked through and what they've dealt with, you have no clue. That's right. You have no clue. I mean, people you know, have said to me, have came into my, my, my husband's office and said, oh, you guys wouldn't understand, mm -hmm. you know, what we've been through because, but you don't have a clue because you're you're looking at the outside Right. And we're judging on the outside instead of like if you would get to know that person, how rich they could be in your mm -hmm. life and what they could pour into your life. That's so true. Well, people can't see you right now because we're not doing video, but they will certainly be able to see your headshot and we'll see that you are absolutely stunning on the outside. Gorgeous. You have the most amazing sense of style. I love to see the creations. It's like artwork every time that you get dressed. But you have even been judged because of your appearance that yes. way. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. Yes, my husband, we, we kid all the time. He's like, I wouldn't get half the emails if, if it wasn't for you. We laugh and kid all the time. Um, but, you know, they've they've even told him, you know, my profession, they've even said, you allow her to do hair, like, in that worldly industry and, mm. you know, things like that. And, you know, it's so, you know, God created us. For who we are. Yes. And he created us to be that. And I mean, you would not believe the ministry, the outpouring of ministry that goes on in that salon. Um, you know, and even just like like the clothes you wear and stuff, when you go into a mall or or you go shopping, my my thing is thrift stores, is people will just approach you and then you begin to just share with them about yes. Jesus. And they don't know until they get to just even just you open your mouth and begin to talk to them. Yeah. They don't know. Well, and you're talking about you said wouldn't even have an idea of the ministry that happens there in the salon. I, I have this scripture, um, Matthew 7, 17, and I, I, I 
jotted this down knowing I was going to be here with you today. And it's that a good tree mm-hmm. produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and mm-hmm. a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Yes. And I like if you can have a girl crush on somebody, I have a girl crush mm-hmm. on Michelle McCauley because um, <laughs> please don't send me emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just joking, but but it's I'm I'm I stand in awe. Like you have one of the purest hearts that I have ever met, and I'm I I just love to see what it is that you're doing, and when you're in your place of business and how you are the ministry that is happening there. And I've watched you and I've heard about, I mean, people come in and you make everybody feel beautiful and you make everybody feel special. The people that you surround yourself with there, the people that work for you, I mean, it's like everybody is in the same heart posture to to help someone see how yes. beautiful they are to right. God. And so regardless of, and I know you've had actually people call you with hate calls and you've had people judge you based on your appearance, based on different things. And it's stunning to me. And just like what you said, it's like you have no idea based on outward appearance what's really going on. I have seen more ministry come out of what you do there at your salon and you do a conference every year Mm -hmm. and what you're doing in some of these ministries that you've mentioned. So I'm saying all that to say that we need to be really careful oh, yes, we do. about judging. And I often say from the pulpit, you know, the evidence is always in the fruit. Just right. look at the fruit. Right. You can always you can always tell by the fruit. So how do you keep going despite adversity, especially adversity from other believers? Well, actually, um, it's funny. When I feel adversity, it causes like something to rise up in me that is like, well, if you said that, I can't do that that way, then I'm going to do it that way. (laughs) It's literally like, I feel like it's a gift from Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit that's planted on the inside of me. Because if someone calls, you know, and makes remarks or, you know, says I'm not, I'm a a horrible, would be a horrible representation of a pastor's wife or, or this or that based on me owning a salon and having feathers in my hair and the way I dress or, you know, whatever, you know, that's their lack of listening to mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because the Lord has said over me several times and and um, you know that I do have an uncommon anointing for an uncommon people yes and for uncommon times yes and and it does it it it, it, it ignites something in me but what I do is it causes me to lean into the Lord it's almost it, like fuel it is it really is like in and you can ask Amanda my assistant you know I, I literally like I just will laugh, you know, if, you know, and at first when people first come to work, they're like, I'm just appalled. And I'm like, oh, it's just giving me fuel because I'm going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do it. But I, I, I lean into Jesus. You know, I, I literally just like, okay, Lord, they're saying this. You show me how to beat them at their own games, beat the enemy at his own yes. games. And he will, he will give me a strategy. He will give me something, a scripture or something. And, and I just hold on to that. And I will have it posted all over the salon. Everywhere you walk in my salon, mm-hmm. the word is there. Yeah. And it's not in a like in your face, like, you know, because I think we need to be wise and draw them because they come in there thinking it's going to be some like 
worldly hip something or another. Like, as we, we've even got people come to the conferences that way or mm-hmm. or to events because they think we're so worldly, as they say, mm-hmm. and then they come in, and then God just literally arrests them right where they're at. Yes. And I think it's so awesome because He wants to— he doesn't want us to put him in that box. Right. He wants to be a God who who will just astound you at anything. And I think that's why he does that with us. I think that's why he places those kind of gifts on us because he's like, She's my girl. Yes. Like and and like just get to know her and you'll see Jesus. Well, I love that. And I think that's really great advice for listeners who you know, have had to face their own adversity that, you know, let that be the fuel. Because if you're experiencing adversity, most oftentimes that's a clue that you are right where God has you. Um, If it's smooth sailing, then, you know, perhaps you're not as effective for the kingdom as you think that you are, because, you know, the devil clearly looks at you. I know this from experience as an enemy and Mm -hmm. hates every morning that probably both of us wake up. Um, So if we can look at it, flip the script and look at it as though I must really be, you know, getting close to what it is God has for me and let that be the fuel that drives us to to continue on with what God has called us to do. So I love that. What advice can you give to those that are listening that right now feel judged or feel misunderstood? I would say um, find someone who you know is full of the Holy Ghost and Mm -hmm. loves Jesus, who is not judgmental, who you see the fruit in their life and get with them, yeah. connect with them, and just begin to watch their lives. And um, I'm not saying that like I laugh about everything they do because it it, it does break break you sometimes. And there have been times where I've literally just went home and, you know, cried and cried out to the Lord like, why? Why are people so mean? But, um, you know, I then I would just, I will get myself back up and I will find that person that I respect and honor and, and just watch their lives and be like, okay, well, if they can do it, then I can. And and, and find scripture. I'm telling you the word of God. There mm. is so many scriptures in there. Yes. And about about dealing with whatever you're dealing with, if it's judgment, whatever, but I've, I've got them all over my house. I actually have them printed and I put them in my salon where I give them to people like little cards, inspirational cards and stuff, you know, and just things that will help them if they're being judged and there's just judgment on so many levels with so many different yeah. things. Well, and I have some of those cards and I have them in my house. I have them in my car. I have them in my study books that I have that you have given me. And I think that is so true when we surround ourselves with the word of God, um, you know, and I will oftentimes, whatever somebody comes to me for counsel about, it's like find every scripture that you can on whatever that is, because there's a solution to every problem in the word of God. And I mean, the Bible, I just preached about this, you know, write it on the doorpost, you know, put it on your forehead, put it on, wear it on your, on your clothes, wear it on your t-shirt. And then you just really hit the nail on the head with surrounding yourself with you know if you're a man surround yourself yes. with with spirit filled men if you're a woman f- surround yourself with bible believing jesus loving yes. radical women that will get on their face for you yes. and pray for you and if you need help finding someone send me an email from my website and i will help you connect yes. wherever you are with a group that will help you do that um, but that is key to have that it doesn't have to be a big circle That's right. 
And oftentimes it's it's a small circle, but people that will lift you up and not tear you down. So I love that. If you had the opportunity to speak from your heart and address all those who ever misjudged you, like if they were all in one Mm -hmm. gathering right now based on appearance or have misunderstood who that you are as a pastor's wife, what would you say to them? So in other words, coming from a place of helping them, Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to them? I would say that they, to get to know the person, get to know their story, get to know who they are. And, you know, a lot of people, I was talking to Amanda about this on the way here. I was like, you know, a lot of people would probably look at me, especially in the industry that I'm in, and think, oh, she's a party girl because that's just a lot of that industry. Um, And just simply just because, like, you know, the way I look with feathers and crazy clothes and whatever. But I literally have never partied. I've only been with my husband you know, my entire life, never been with another man. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. look at people and you think, is that like, oh, they're this or they're that? But you do not even get to know them. And, mm-hmm. and I have wrote on my little notes, it's walk a mile in my high heels, you know, <laughs> and see. Yeah. Like, you know, and I and I would just say, get to know that person. Yeah. My husband always, he's so good about, like, if people come in and, you know, others may reject them or whatever. I go after those ones that mm-hmm. I feel like, they have no value. That's what my husband and I both do. And we'll go after them. We're like, what's your story? Mm. Like, ask them, what's your story? Because there's a reason people are doing what they're doing or whatever. But people don't know my story. No. You know, they, they, they may look at me and think, but I mean, I've been through some stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, with my family, with others. And, and it's only been, you know, it's empowered me to be who I am now. And a lot of people are intimidated by that strength. Yes. Too. They look at that strength and they think, you know, she's being like strong because she thinks she's confident in who she is. There is no confidence in who I am. Mm-hmm. None. There's none. Because if you've ever been through an affair or if you've ever been through betrayal, it will literally strip every bit of confidence yes. you have. Yes. And so if you, you know, think that, you know, my confidence comes from within me. No, I have had to dig down, and Jesus has had to give me this confidence. It's a gift. Yes. Not because of what I look like, because that doesn't matter to the enemy. He doesn't care. He wants to strip it any way he wants to. That's right. But I would say to them, get to know that person, yeah. because you do not know what that person could be sowing back into you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what richness you could have poured back into your life. Well, and it goes back to how I opened, and that's the scripture in... Um, Samuel, people judge by what's on the outside, but the Lord is looking at the heart. And then what advice would you give leaders, uh, whether it be pastors or teachers or even business owners, about that scripture, about looking at the heart of a person rather than the outward appearance of a person? Well, I keep being reminded of the story of Mary Magdalene mm. and how that, you know, she was had seven demons. Mm. And she was, nobody wanted her. I mean, you certainly wouldn't have wanted your son or your husband around (laughs) that kind of woman. Right. But Jesus completely set her free. Mm. And of all the people that he could have chosen, of all the people, he chose her. Yeah. To preach a resurrection story. Yes. You know, and he, you know, he could have chosen anybody. He could have chosen the ones who've never done anything. He could have chosen whatever, but he chose them. Yeah. And I would, my advice would be to 
find people, make it a mission to go look at people, enlarge our circles, especially as pastors and leaders. We just get this little box of people around us, and we are so missing what God could be doing. I mean, go after the artistic ones. Go after the ones who are the professionals. Go after, you know, I try to keep my circle like big as far as like who I'm going after. I don't want to just go after people that look like me. Right. You know, I want to I want to find people who are the business people, who are, you know, the the very educated people. You know, I want I want to go after them as well. And you look at people and you think they have it all together, and sometimes those are the people that are also we're not going after because yeah. you think they don't really need anything. Get to know them because they really may need Jesus. That's right. That's so, so good. So a couple closing questions. What is something big that you're working on right now? We're working on our um, women's conference, which you will be one of our speakers at. And we're so super excited. excited. So excited. Um, the Lord has gave me a couple of different ideals. Um, I'm just like, Lord, show me which one, mm-hmm. but it's going to be awesome. We don't do a typical conference. No, you do not. <laughs> It's wonderful. <laughs> it's uh, always the theme to it, but mm-hmm. the you know the theme behind it is always goes back to scripture, mm-hmm. and it's about drawing people because they think they're coming to one thing, and then they get in there, and Jesus sets them free. Yeah. Um, Do you have a date on yes, that? September 9th. So if you are anywhere in the Cleveland, Tennessee area, um, on you want to mark your calendar for September 9th and. As we get a little bit closer, uh, you can definitely, uh, I'll have something on social media as well. And you're definitely going to want to uh, check out Michelle McCauley and look at her, just go and get on her social media sites and see the fun that they're having at their, at the salon and the ministry that's happening there and all the stuff that, that I mean, it's like going into a, a gallery when you go in and look at the stuff that they have. And then my final question is, how can people reach you to connect with your church with your salon, with the boutique, with the conference, you know, and even having you come speak. Okay. Um, it's we it, our church is one church, the number one, one church, um, underscore Delano. That's the church. And then the salon is Vendima Girl Salon. Okay. And you're on all social We're media on platforms. Instagram, Facebook, and Perfect. then my personal one is Michelle, and it's spelled with an A M A C H E L L E. And we'll have in the notes of this podcast, we'll have all of that information that you can go back to. Um, and I just, uh, as we close, I'm going to actually ask you, Michelle, if you would be willing, because I I believe that there are people that are listening today that this has given them life. It has given them encouragement. Um, I think it's also perhaps given some people correction. So I think we're we've got a couple different kinds of people that are probably listening today, or someone who's listened that says they need to hear this and they're going to end up sending it. So this could be even something that someone listens to a year from now. But I would ask if you would maybe pray mm-hmm. and just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in prayer for whoever it is that that He is speaking to today. Would you do that yes. for us as we close? Yes. Father, we come before you now, and I ask God if those listeners, God, who have dealt with judgment, God, or who have dealt with betrayal, Father, first and foremost, I ask that you let the balm of Gilead go to them, Mm -hmm. that you would just surround them with your spirit and that they would know, God, that you are walking with them. It may seem like they are alone because of judgment 
or because of of people leaving or, or because of whatever situation, but let them know you're coming along beside them, Jesus. And Lord, I ask you, God, for those who have maybe misjudged others, I ask that we repent and we say, Jesus, give me a heart to go after all people and to let us not judge, to let us get out of our religious box, our religious mindsets and the way that we think it has to be done. And we ask you that you give us a heart and a vision to go after those who maybe others wouldn't even want to speak with. We ask you, God, that you would just engulf that area in our lives, God. Open our eyes, God, so that we can see, God, what you're wanting to do. And God, I ask you, God, for those people, God, who are walking through, um, trying to decide like how I need to, to minister to this person or to that person, Jesus, I ask you right now, Holy Spirit, that you would go and show them. Yes. Show them how to minister to them, God. Lord, show us how to break down our own religious ideals and our, yes. our religious thinking, God. And ask, ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead and guide and direct yes. us even now that we would begin to speak and to begin to declare and begin to, to work as how you have told us to do, God, yes. to go to all people. Yes. You didn't say go to just this mm. one or that one, but you said go to all people people and preach my word yes. whether that be in your 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 job whether that be in your ministry with your children your schools whatever it may be father allow me god to make you famous yes let me make your name famous god as i begin to minister to those around me yes. and we thank you god that you're opening the eyes god that you're taking the lid off god and that lord i think your spirit is moving now in this time and this in mm. this in this um season father that you are wanting to call people out of their boxes god and call them out of their judgment and you're wanting to step in god and allow the holy spirit to let them see a new thing in the powerful mighty name of jesus we thank you for it in jesus name amen Amen. thank you michelle you're so welcome